Hello, thank you for listening to this sermon from our Revive service. We hope it helps you learn more about God and allow you to grow closer to Him and in your faith. Well, hello and uh, welcome. My name is Aaron Varner and just want to welcome you here today from myself and all of our staff. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and uh, glad to, to be in with your family this morning. I don't know if you've opened up your gifts or not for Christmas. Um, if you got any exciting ones or your favorite one, I have a few here that I brought along just as uh, uh, just kind of a, a show to, to be able to have mem- a walk down memory lane. I remember this trumpet, this trumpet, uh, my fifth grade year, getting a trumpet and, uh, and playing in the band all the way through high school. Um, that, that, was a, that was a nice present. And often I've talked about uh, my, uh, my important paintball gun, my Titman 98 Custom, um, that, I, that I received one of those Christmases when, when Lisa and I were first married. And then uh, some of you may have heard about the story of Buford the Bear. I remember five years old, walking down the steps, and there he was, sitting in the rocking, I, I can still see it, sitting in the rocking chair right next to the tree, he had a big red bow on him, and, uh, and, and I remember thinking, I wonder if that's for me. And so five years old, ever since then, until Lisa and I got married, um, this bear went with me everywhere and uh, was a big part of my life. And so I'm thankful for, for that gift, Buford Bear. He was pretty special. Now, what about for you? What's, been, uh, what's a special gift that, uh, that is special for you? And I just want to encourage you, you can pause this video, you can turn it off, you can replay it again. That's the beauty. You can just ignore me if you want, uh, unlike being in service uh, in, in the church here in the, in the building. Uh, you kind of, once you're in your seat, you can always get up and leave, but you don't want to be distracted. At home, I wouldn't even know it. You can just mute me, turn me off. But if you want to talk about your gifts, a special gift that maybe you received, um, we're going to look at this, and we've been looking um, this month about Christmas joy and about a, this series about joy and, and living a joyful life. We talked this whole year, 2022, the importance of, of how God fills us with that joy as we walk with him. We, and this month we've been talking about Christmas joy uh, and the beauty of seeing God work and how we can come and adore him. We can share that love. We can share that joy. There's a familiar song, um, we've sung it uh, almost every Sunday in a different uh, version, different way, different uh, pieces. It's called Joy to the World. And I don't know if you knew this, but actually Joy to the World was written as a poem by Isaac Watts um, back in 1719. In 1719, Isaac Watts was writing poems about the Old Testament and he was going through the Psalms. And he came to this section of Psalm 98, and he wrote some of these lyrics just as a poem in 1719. Well, then uh, then years later, over 100 years later, uh, another gentleman, uh, Lal Malan, um, put together and composed a melody in 1836, which is pretty cool. And it's become really, really familiar what it was not really a Christmas song ended up uh, ended up becoming a Christmas song uh, through the years, a, a very familiar one uh, called Joy to the World. 
And so we want to look at that today, joy to the world, but we want to look at the psalm where it's called from, uh, where it's written from. So Psalm 98, if you have your Bibles, you can open up your Bibles to Psalm 98. We're just going to read through it, and I'll talk and share a little bit, and then, uh, and then um, we'll pray and close. But Psalm 98, it says this, uh, O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things, his right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in the joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, and the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. It's a really neat song and talking about joy, ooh, this has it. Um, he... The psalmist is writing here to make known um, this great joy. He says, oh, sing a new song. And then, and then just a, another little bit later, he says, uh, cry out, make a joyful noise. And so as we think about this, what are we making a joyful noise? What are we making a new song about? Well, it says here that the Lord has done marvelous things. His right hand, his holy arm, have worked salvation for him. It just talks about the power of God and how strong he is. Uh, his right hand, it's always a sign of great strength. Uh, and, and his holy arm, he's perfect. He's distinct from anything else in all of creation. God is, and he has all power. He is all-knowing. And so here's our Lord, and it says, He has made known salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. And it reminds me of what we've been talking about and what we talked about last Sunday in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. How Luke records for us that, that the angels were telling the shepherds about the good news of great joy that shall be for all the people, that for Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And Matthew records it like this in Matthew one twenty one about this interaction with the, the angel with Joseph. And we again we covered this a little bit last week, and and how the angel says you will Mary's going to be uh, uh, pregnant. She is pregnant and she's going to have a baby, and you need to name him Jesus because he's going to save. Uh, his people from their sins, and ultimately called Emmanuel, God with us. And it just reminds me of, here is this one, this salvation, that the psalmist is writing about, and the joy that salvation that God brings, and, and, and how all the nations will see. And then here we see uh, hundreds of years later in the New Testament about how salvation has come to all people, and yet it's so personal too. Paul writes for us in, in uh, actually Luke records for us in Acts 16.31, 
about the, uh, the Filipino or the the Philippian jailer and how he's asking, hey, how can I be saved? See, that salvation, we all have that need of salvation. No matter how old you are, no matter where you're at in life, we all have this need of salvation. And the Philippian jailer asks, what must I do to be saved? And so Paul tells him clearly, you need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It's that simple. Um, Paul writes this uh, later in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 15, verse 3. He says, I want, I want to remind you what is of most importance, of first importance. And it's the gospel, the good news. And he says this, that Christ died for our sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to over 500 men at one time, proving that he conquered sin and death, that he did raise from the dead. Hebrews 10 talks about the sacrifice uh, the, that was needed for salvation. In order to save us, there had to be the shedding of blood. And Hebrews 10.4 says that there, it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. And so we needed salvation from a perfect uh, sacrifice, the blood of a perfect person or the perfect um, uh, being. And yet bulls and goats can't do that. Those sacrifices weren't able to, um, to take away the sin and to remove it. But first Peter one uh, shares with us. And again, I want to read this to you. You can follow along if you want. First Peter chapter one, and, and, and I love what Peter says because he sums up what it is to be saved. He said, Blessed be the God and, our, and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. Now, I don't want to go back into my mother's womb. And this, uh, we see this interaction that Jesus had with uh, uh, and, and found in John. Um, where he encounters uh, a religious leader of the Jews who's asking about this born again. How can you be born again? Peter says here, he has caused you and I to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It's to an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation. There's that word again, salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. It's awesome how God in his work through Jesus Christ, that when we place our faith and trust in Jesus, that he hung on a cross, um, being crucified and ultimately dying in our place, that his blood was poured out, that we could have the forgiveness of our sin, that we could be saved. How beautiful is that? Uh, that 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 salvation has come to us and that's exactly the psalmist as he's writing and recording he has seen the salvation of God and we get to see it even more clearly today on this side of Christ on this side of the cross of uh, being able to witness that and see that in our lives and Psalm 98 continues in in, in spite of, or in in view of all that has come, the salvation of God that has appeared, the righteousness that has been uh, clearly seen by all the nations, to the ends of the earth, it says the salvation of God has been seen. 
And so in view of all of that, the response is this. Notice Psalm 98, verse 4. It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in joyous song and sing praises. So maybe right now where you're at, maybe you need to just stand up and shout and sing and do a little boogie dance. And, and just thank God for the salvation that he, that he gave at Christmas. We have seen salvation come to us. That's what we, we acknowledge that salvation was born on that Christmas day when Jesus came. Verse 5 says, sing praise to the Lord with the lyre and with the lyre and the sound of a melody. So maybe in your singing, you can sing a little melody too, not just um, just a little hmm, humming, but maybe make a little harmony too. And uh, the trumpets and the sound of the horn. Maybe I should pull out my old trumpet. No, I won't do that today for you. Um, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to hurt your ears, but it says the trumpets and the sound of the horn make a joyful noise before the king, before the Lord. Oh, what an awesome opportunity that we have to be able to, to bring joy and to bring uh, the message of salvation. The truth is, though, just as we saw in Luke uh, chapter 2, when, when Joseph and Mary went into uh, Bethlehem, there was not room for them in the inn. Uh, and, and so there they were, Mary expecting, and as Jesus was coming to be born, uh, there they were out in a stable in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. I wonder how many people um, have not prepared room in their heart for the salvation that God has brought. God has provided salvation for you and for me, and he invites you to accept that that free gift into your heart and i just wonder will you make room in your heart for jesus to come uh, unlike there is no room for him in the end will you make room in your heart i love what what romans chapter 6 and verse 23 has to say paul writes for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life any gift that you've received today or in the last couple of days, you had to receive it. You took it and you opened it. You received it. God offers to us a perfect gift. It's a free gift. And we have to receive that, though. We have to make room in our heart for him to say, I will trust in you. Because it's so beautiful what Paul writes later in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, where he says this, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's salvation coming to us. Bring joy to the people around us because we get to experience that joy. And so if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray and hope that you, you know that joy and so we ask that question of, okay, uh, there's joy to the world. So how can we bring that joy to the world? And so I ask that to you today. How will you bring the joy of God's salvation to the world? Maybe it's this. Maybe it's writing a letter to a friend. Maybe it's just stopping and pausing and praying right now as a family and just thanking God for the joy that he's provided, the salvation that he's provided through Jesus. Maybe it's just as simple as smiling as you walk throughout your week, through this upcoming week, uh, to be able to express that joy. And just a smile, just the joy that's written on your face. Maybe it's stopping and pausing and praying for somebody. 
Uh, I had the opportunity this last week. Um, we were eating. I was with a group of pastors, and we were eating breakfast. And, and I just asked our waitress, hey, we're going to pray for our food. Is there anything that I can pray for you about? And, and she said, yeah, actually. And she shared with me about her mother, how her mother was in the hospital. And, and uh, she was just really concerned. And so it was, it was exciting for me just to pause and just to step out of my comfort zone, but to be able to share that joy to say, okay, hey, I would love to go to God for you um, uh, on your behalf to be able to lift you up. And and I really truly believe that's a way of sharing the joy of salvation, what God has done to us. Here's a relationship that I have with God, and I want to go on behalf of you and, and to be able to do that. And so maybe next time you're out and you're out eating, um, you can ask, ask your waiter or waitress and say, hey, we're going to pray God's blessing over this food. Is there is there something that we can pray for you about? It's just a simple way. And then I just think about singing. This whole psalm, Psalm 98, is about singing. And so I just, I, I wonder for you, uh, how are you going to sing? Is there a song that you can sing, whether it's a new song or an old song? Um, verse one, it does say, sing to the Lord a new song. So new songs are not bad. Um, maybe it's a song that's already written. Maybe it's just joy to the world. And you can carry that with you throughout this week to be able to sing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. You know, Isaac Waugh, as he's writing this, he's talking about really the second coming of Jesus the coming, uh, again, where he will rule and reign and where he will judge. And so we have this awesome opportunity in this little, little time of life that we have left here on this earth to be able to share uh, a joyful life. And so I just encourage you as you think about uh, the gift that God's given us and, 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 and through Jesus, that gift has been manifested. We have joy. And so how will you share that joy, joy to the world? Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you so much for the way you love us. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to open up your word. And Lord, that we see once again, it is a great joy to know you, to know your salvation, to know about Jesus and the sacrifice that he made for our lives. Lord, we thank you. We are so grateful for the joy that you give us that's found in Jesus. And Lord, I just pray your blessing upon each one, Lord, that as they're listening and as their family uh, just enjoys this Christmas day, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them to live out their joy so the world may hear it and the world may see it, just as the psalmist wrote. Lord, we love you. We thank you uh, for all of the precious and good gifts that we have. Lord, uh, your word tells us that every good and perfect gift that we have comes from you, the Father above. And so we give you praise and we give you thanks. And it's in Jesus' name we pray all of this. Amen. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Hope you have a wonderful day and we'll see you soon.